Hello. 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 <laughs> Hi. <laughs> this is hard starting a podcast. <laughs> starting. It is. It's hard getting like talking interesting. Um. Yeah. It's really hard to be interesting. Mm. That's the hardest part. Is being. <laughs> being interesting. <laughs> being interesting. <laughs> um. So criminal cryptid is where we're both. Uh, we're both obsessed. We're both obsessed with the weird shit. And we're just gonna... Maybe if someone listens. <laughs> if you like criminals and you like cryptids too, then this is the podcast for you. Oh, thank you, good sir. Um, yeah. If you hear any background noise, uh, it's because we live in apartments. So today we are going to talk... About a criminal and a cryptid. <clears throat> I have no I idea guess... how we're going to decide who goes first. We could rock, paper, scissors. We rock. can coin floss. Coin we don't floss. have a... Do you have a coin? coin I don't have a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your bee. <laughs> Throw the bee. <laughs> Throw the bee. <laughs> <laughs> Heads or stings? <laughs> uh, stings. Okay. I really hope it stings. What it's wings. What is that? <laughs> Uh, I guess work. it doesn't work if it's not flat. Yeah, I guess so. Fuck. Here, here's my birth control. <laughs> Flip that. Uh, some peasy or pill. <laughs> Label or pills. <laughs> we just do rock, paper, scissors. Okay. That's, that's gonna be the easier route. I'm just gonna flip everything on my desk. <laughs> Chapstick, white cap, bottom. <laughs> okay, rose shampoo. Uh, do okay. we want to do rock, paper, scissors, shoot, or... Uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. Alright, that's two out of three? Yeah. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Darn. I hate you. <laughs> we both landed scissors. Oh, uh, we love to see it. Okay, ready? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at rock, paper, scissors, and I guess you are too. <laughs> you know, in high school, for a German thing for like Halloween, we. We set up a rock, paper, scissors booth, and we had each of us set up for difficulty, and they put me at the bottom as the easiest difficulty to beat. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) That's depressing. They even called it before we, like, all tried to see who was, because we did a round before to see who would be in the difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I guess we should say some basic info, huh? Hi, my name's Dev. I'm Katie. (laughs) We just like to talk shit. We thought a podcast would be a good idea. Isn't that what all like I think that's where like most shut the fuck up do? (laughs) I think that's where most podcasts come from. We actually the way (laughs) the way we chose to do the podcast was funny. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because we were just so stoned one night and we were like, you know what we should do? A podcast. And I was like, oh shit, what kind? Oh, and I actually don't remember how we came up with the... Well, we talked about, so you should definitely go and listen to My Favorite Murder, and this is why we drink. Because we, yeah. we both really like those. Don't don't leave now. Yeah. <laughs> but you should go listen to those if you don't for some reason. We were talking about that, and I was like, oh, but criminal cases are so overdone. 
I was like, I want to talk about something that a lot of people, that I, I didn't see a lot of podcasts for, which was like... And all the ones that do do it, it's like one person, and some of them are so dramatic. Yeah. It's like, I just like, want to talk shit about really this good. weird urban legend that I think yeah. is funny. The cryptid I'm going to discuss. Um, so, being from the South especially the rural South, and I'm not going to debate on if Texas is considered a part of the South or not. Geogra- geographically, it's the South. Uh, and we share a I lot of Southern culture. I think everyone not in Texas calls it the South anyway. I think so. I've had debates before. Like, I have a friend that's from uh, Mississippi, and I was like, oh, well, we're both from the South. And she was like, you are not from the South. You're like, from what? Mississippi. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> And she, believe me, she is. She's like, oh, I hate it. Uh, but she was like, you're not from the South, though. Uh, and I was like, what do you mean? She was like, because you're from Texas. And I was like, okay, we yeah, can get into a better debate. than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into a debate all day about why Texas is different from the other states. But that's not going to, that day is not going to be today. So <laughs> Look on a compass. Look on a compass. Look on a map. Open Google Maps. Uh, but geographically, we are the South. That being said, we share a lot of Southern culture. Uh, for example, Haint Blue. You know about Haint Blue? Haint Blue? Mm-hmm. No. So, Haint Blue is important to most Southern legends. And uh, so, a quick rundown on Haint Blue. Uh, it's a super common superstition that you have to paint your front porch ceiling Haint Blue because it wards off bad people and evil spirits. Very specific. Like, <laughs> I, the exact... I thought it was because it warded off mosquitoes. <laughs> Well, also mosquitoes, <laughs> which is like a nice bonus because it looks mosquitoes like the sky. Are evil. They are mosquitoes evil. Mosquitoes are evil spirits. I mean, it literally like the exact definition as to like what the Haint Blue superstition is is that uh, it wards off unwanted guests and entities. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes fall under that category. I remember my gran- my great grandmother's front porch in Oklahoma was Haint Blue. I bet that if my and she grandparents, said it kept the things away. Whenever I was younger, we kept so we had like a screened-in porch, and we kept my parakeet like hanging on the top because he liked seeing like the outside and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we kept his cage up there. And I bet that fucking bird snake that got into the cage and ate my bird wouldn't have done it if we painted the fucking porch blue. Probably. <laughs> I'll just show you if uh, for anyone who's listening, you need to look up paint blue because it's actually a really pretty color. Oh uh, yeah, people paint their front doors that all the time. Yeah, so that's supposed to be that's like a southern superstition of warding. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm mentioning paint blue because it's important to the cryptid I'm talking about, which is the boo hag. <gasps> I love the boo hag. <laughs> <laughs> I love the boo hag so much. So like, oh, I'm so as, jealous. Like, I love the boo. <laughs> as the we, funniest fucking cryptid there it is. It really is. It's so goofy. Um, so the boo hag and her boo daddy. <laughs> the boo hag and her boo daddy don't want to go riding on you. Oh. <laughs> so like, literally, the phrase that you'll hear uh, is "Don't let the hag ride you." Spawned from Gula culture. Uh, I'm probably saying that bad. Probably. I'm How sorry to spelled? anybody said uh, G-U-L-L-A-H. I think Gula. that's Gula. I mean, I it's a it's Cajun. It's, it, 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 come from, it comes from Louisiana. Yeah. So, it's a Cajun thing. So it spawned from Gula culture. They're specifically known in the Carolinas, especially South Carolina. Uh, I'm just fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, 
So, as we've established, I grew up in Texas, uh, but my mom is from South Carolina. So I heard her talk about the Buhag before, and that's what interested me in this cryptid. So an important thing to know about the Gula culture is that they believe that everyone has a spirit and a soul, Mm -hmm. whereas most other cultures combine the two into just one. Like, your spirit and your soul are the same thing. Um, So Buhags are born from deceased people with bad spirits who linger around after death. It's like the Furies, almost. Yeah. (laughs) The the heavy sigh. Um, They are described as being skinless, so their coloring is red in most artistic renderings that I saw when I was doing my research, and sightings, floating quotation marks, claim that they are ugly, skinless, emaciated things with glowing red eyes, so like every other fucking cryptid. Yeah. Oh, there's a red version of a Wendigo at that point. Yeah, basically. Um, but because they're skinless, they're supposed to look like so it's just everything under. All the bones and the goofy yeah. shit that we hide underneath us. Uh, in order to hide in our <laughs> lovely modern society, uh, probably from, you know, like Snapchat and shit, uh, they wear the victim's skins and will use it for as long as it will hold out. Uh, so it's like clothing. Mm-hmm. It's like a good old coat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're described in, there's actually a 2005 a book suit. called Precious in the Boo Hag, uh, where it's a little girl and a little brother, and the little girl's best friend is a boo hag, uh, and she doesn't understand the demon, uh, but the boo hag in the book, is, they're described as being tricky, obsessive, and behave strangely, they'll do anything and say anything to get into whatever house they're trying to get into, uh, they also allegedly mm-hmm. try to chick, trick children specifically into getting in trouble uh there was nothing to back it as to like why they would do that my theory is because maybe then the kid will get sent to bed little boo hag babies boo hag babies boo babies boo babies that's what i call my german shepherd my parents have a german shepherd and her name is is boo (laughs) she's the sweetest demon to ever walk the planet then (laughs) um so I think that maybe it's because uh, they, they try and trick them into getting in trouble uh, so that the kid will get sent to their room or bed early and they mm-hmm. can start eating sooner. Uh, Wait, like they eat the children? They eat the energy. So oh. that's what I was getting to is that, uh, so boo hags are kind of like vampires, but like the southern version. I feel like um, eating a child would be a lot more like appetizing than eating its energy. Yeah, they've got like, like I feel like that. that would be a lot more filling. Maybe they wouldn't be like malnourished if they I'm not supporting the eating of children <laughs> but like it just I'm makes more supporting sense cannibalism me. let alone child cannibalism is it cannibalism would... if they're a demon uh I don't think so because technically that's not a human anymore so then you're just eating a demon or you're a demon eating a child um so <laughs> they're kind of like southern vampires um I mean we have a lot of vampire culture in the south which is shocking. Um, but their thing is that instead of blood, they feed on breath. Like a cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost exactly like a cat. Um, I kind of get it because the air quality is in short supply in the South. Like, between the pollen of spring and the humidity and heat of summer. Mm-hmm, don't forget all the fucking power plants we got down here. Oh, yeah. All the power plants. And, like, I grew up in West Texas, so, like, you're just surrounded by petroleum. 
Yeah. And, like, you can't escape that smell. I can always tell when I drive home to go see my parents. I can always tell when I'm home because I'm driving. And then out of nowhere, I just get hit with the smell of crude oil. And I'm like, ah, we're back. Uh, so I kind of get it, why they would go for breath instead of blood. That's in very short supply. Um, so Boohag attacks are called ridings. Because they ride the victim. That sounds like a... <laughs> that sounds inappropriate. So, uh, how they attack. Usually they will enter the house via a small crack, a crevice, or a hole in the home. Uh, then they basically straddle the sleeping victim by positioning themselves above or over the victim. And they suck the breath out of them. Where did my mouse go? There it is. Accounts of boohags, of boohag attacks, claim that it's like sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis, but breathing is paralyzed too until they fall back asleep. Uh, the legend says that if the victim submits easily, the leave the boohag will leave them alive to feed off of them in the future. Uh, once they're done breathing your breath, <laughs> like some bad Victorian romance novel, uh, they will use their victims as a sleeping bag, basically. Uh, like, they slip into the body of the victim where they stay until morning. Uh, there's mixed accounts on if they leave or if they just disappear at dawn. Uh, I like to think that they respawn somewhere else once the side quest is completed. <laughs> this sounds like a, like a southern version of a succubus. Yeah, pretty much. Like, with the paintings of, like, this weird, like, goblin-looking old lady mm-hmm. crouching over people while they're sleeping. And just, like, like a straw. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's where J.K. Rowling got like the idea for Dementors, because that's what Dementors do. Oh, I don't even know. Probably I not. Didn't read the I think Harry they, Potter I books. think they suck out the soul essence. They suck out your happiness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because this is a children's book. Oh, that's true. Kind of. Honestly, that was like the most childish thing they put in there. Those books can get pretty dark for a twelve-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I, I never read the books. They just look kind of dark. I grew up reading the Harry Potter books because the first book came out the year I was born. And my mom was a very avid reader and we were super poor. And one of the only ways that we could be entertained was through books. Like we'd go to the library or Barnes and Nobles and my mom would just like let us run rampant. And she would always read when I got like, she apparently she started reading my brother's Harry Potter when it came out. And then when I was old enough to be able to comprehend the books, she started reading them to me. See, um, whenever I was little... I remember going to the midnight release of Deathly Hallows when I was, like, in See, middle school. we weren't obsessed with Harry Potter because, honestly, we thought it was fucking stupid. Like, we were like, yeah, the movies are good and stuff, but, like, the witch, the, the child, the orphan child being, I don't know, we just thought, it, I just thought it was, like, a stupid story. My mom has always I was had like, an obsession Why the magic. fuck did they leave? Why wouldn't they just put him in an orphanage or something? Wouldn't that be so much easier to, like, hide him than put him at the Dursleys? Mm. That's my controversial opinion when it comes to Harry Potter. Dumbledore is a fucking dumbass. Yeah, Dumbledore is a piece of shit. But, like... And I hate that so many people defend him. So is Snape. They're both pieces of shit. There is no reason... There's really not a good adult in Harry Potter. There's Professor McGonagall. No one else. She is the only one. (laughs) She puts up with zero shit, and even she at the beginning is like, are you sure? Like, Like, especially in the book. Those are good parents. 
The Weasley parents are great. But like, yeah. there's the not, Weasley parents there's are a Professor McGonagall. That's it. That, that, that there's a reason why Voldemort is Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, whenever I was little, I was reading like encyclopedias because I was fucking weird. We had a shit ton of books. And we had a box of encyclopedias, and every day I would read oh, I like read a section of the encyclopedia. Kids. I read bug box guard kids and Judy Moody. I know we. I I read fucking encyclopedias. <laughs> <laughs> I I would read dictionaries when I was at school because we only had one dictionary at my house, and. Uh, how when many I was dictionaries do you need? We had, like, one and it was from the 90s. Which, like, isn't bad when you're growing up in, like, the 90s, early 2000s. You did not grow up in the 90s. You grew up in I the was early like, 2000s. I was, like, one, two, three, and then we entered the 2000s. But, yeah, like, that's what I mean is, like, because Matthew was the one who did it, my older brother. He was, like, my I've asked him before, I was like, what did you read when you were young? And he was like, oh, I liked history books. And my mom, like, chimed in, like, entered the chat and was like, he read the dictionary and then, like, left the room. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's why you use words that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, anyways, getting back on track. Um, if the victim fights, however, when they're trying to suck out your soul essence or your breath, your fiery breath. I wonder if garlic would be a good preventative. I'm thinking about that now. I feel like um, that'd just be a nice seasoning for them. Oh, true. So, if the victim fights, then the hag will steal their skin and leave them to suffer. Nice. That's when they take their skin. It's like when you put up a fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, they need the skin before like dawn, chicken. or they are cursed to be without it, floating quotation marks. Uh, no clue what happens if they don't. I literally could not find anything on what happens if they don't have their skin, other than it just saying that they're cursed to live without it. Uh, I assume that they just burst into flames or melt <laughs> as soon as the sun rises. Um, yeah, whenever I was growing up, we were, like, for us, the sucky, or not the sucky, this, the boo hag, like, um, they had this pin, this, the spinning wheel, like, from Sleeping Beauty that they would you know, wheel off their skin off at night, mm. and they would, they'd have wings, so they would fly off to their boo daddy, <laughs> and, like, what they would do, like, they would disguise themselves as beautiful women, and they would get married, and they would fly off to the boo daddy every night. Yeah, that's one of the, the husband accountants is that sleeping. I have in here. Okay, I'm just yeah. gonna shut up. <laughs> that's one of the accounts that I, I found that I had in here that was, like, what are ways that they hide themselves in society? Yeah. And the number one way was that they take the skin of beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And they marry someone, usually a man. Um, and then at night, they shed the skin, mm-hmm. fly around doing their boo hag thing, and then they come back in the morning and put the skin back on. There was like a, a story where a guy was talking about how he was like, when I go to bed, my wife is there, but if I wake up in the middle of the night, she's gone. But when I'm up in the morning, she's there again. And his friend's like, you married a boo hag, <laughs> dumbass. Like, <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the accounting. I mean, um, what's the harm? Yeah. <laughs> what's the harm? I mean, she's not doing anything to you. She's At least she's doing it to other people. Um, surviving victims claim that upon waking, they feel out of breath and exhausted. Um, how to prevent a boo hag. Um, so apparently they have ADHD and they get distracted really easily. Um, so because preventative methods included shit like sleep with a broom, a brush, or even a colander by your bed. What, so they can play with it? 
Because they have to count every single bristle or hole in whatever the item is, because they're obsessive. And they need to know, apparently. So I'm like, I guess they have ADHD. Because they see the brush and they're like, how many is that? Yeah, OCD. (laughs) ADHD distracts them. The OCD makes them have to do the thing. Um, They have to count every single bristle or hole. And that takes a lot of their time. And by the time that they finish, the sun is rising, so they have to leave. Um, There's also the good old paint your windows indigo and put salt on the sill. Mm -hmm. Uh, because a boo hag cannot put on their skin if it is salted Mm -hmm. it can't be seasoned it's interesting for a Cajun legend it it might not be Cajun if it's from uh, the Carolinas yeah well it's super common in the Carolinas but it spawned from Gula culture which is really cool to me I remember my mom when I was talking to her uh, about the boo hag because like I said she grew up in South Carolina so she knew it very well um, I asked her, I was like, what was like, what was everything surrounding the boo hag? And she was the one who told me about how, like, they have wings. Um, the most common depictions don't have them with wings, which was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, the three things that they, everybody agreed on was that they were skinless, emaciated, and red. Gula are African Americans who live in a low country region of the U.S., like Georgia, Florida, the Carolinas, coastal plains, sea islands. Okay. Like the East Coast, basically. Okay, cool. Um, but my mom said that, like, <laughs> the riding their victims uh, for their boo daddies usually was sex. Mm-hmm. Or if it's an adult victim, because I was like, but I thought they feed it, they fed on children. She was like, some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. She was like, and the ones that were adults, that fed on adults, um, she was like, the writing part was always assumed to be sex. And I was like, well, obviously it wasn't very satisfying. <laughs> so, that's the boo hag. Whenever, um, the story of the boo hag that I grew up with was, a. Uh... Like, they would disguise themselves as women, and they would, like, get married, and at night, they would, um, they would wheel their skin off with a spinning wheel in the attic. <clears throat> they would fly off to their boo daddy and visit him every night till he was ready to, like, eat their husband. And they would, like, kidnap their husband and take him to the boo daddy to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one story where this guy, like, would say that he was, like, whenever I go to bed, my wife's there when I wake up. She's not. Um, and someone was like, well, um, check the attic for a spinning wheel. She's probably a boo hag. So he did, and he found, like, her skin, and they told him to put salt on the spinning wheel while she's gone. So whenever she put it back on, it would burn her, and, like, he did that, and it's, yeah. Good old salt. Salt's the answer to all the problems. Literally being a witch, literally, if if there's any problem... Just pick your color of salt. <laughs> Usually, I think a lot of the witches in my coven, a lot of us use uh, Himalayan pink salt. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think they do it for the aesthetic. <laughs> I use sea salt. But I guess I should have put a disclaimer at the beginning. But obviously there's going to be a lot of regional differences 
So, like, but I, the one I was going off of was the one that is most common in South Carolina. Yeah. Where the boo hag is the most I know, prevalent. I'm, I'm just saying, like, the one that I know of. Yeah. Well, like, yours is important, though, because you're from East Texas, which is along that line I'm where it's going to be. I'm from East Texas. I'm from the coast places. Oh, coastal. My There's mind. a fucking difference. I okay. am not from those fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry. Beaumont. <laughs> Apologies. I'm from Houston. I'm not nasty shit. <laughs> okay, coastal. You're from coastal, which is along that line where it would be a thing. So it's cool to hear what your story was. We really, in, in West Texas, especially in the Midland area... We mostly had to deal with, um, oh, I just forgot their name. Skinwalkers. Wow, I'm great at knowing cryptids. I totally forgot what its name was. That was, like, the most common one, too. Yeah. Um, well, I'm doing a criminal <gasps> case. Criminal. Um, have you ever heard of the case of Bonnie Haim? I have. Um, I don't know much about it. Daddy I watched... Hurt Mommy case? Yes. I watched a, not BuzzFeed, but an... an, an Unsolved a, Mysteries? It was like Unsolved Mysteries. Like, it was the kind of like the same was... setup. I could not tell you what the name of it was because it just happened to come up on my feed after I was watching Unsolved Mysteries. It was, it was aired on Unsolved Mysteries and Dateline. Yeah. When it first appeared in the 90s, like, when the... I might have seen it on Dateline then, because I watch a lot of Dateline, too. But, um, so Bonnie Haim, born ha- Bonnie Pasciuto? Pascudo? 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 I think it's Pascudo. P-A-S-C-I-U-T-O. I think that's Pascudo. I think that's Pascudo. Um, I could be wrong. She was... She married Michael Haim... Um, and her birthday was May 21st, 1969. She was 23 years old at the time of her disappearance. Um, she worked as an accountant in Jacksonville, Florida. And whenever, while she was married, uh, to Michael Haim, they had a lot of marital problems. Mm. Um, at the time, she was planning on leaving Michael and uh taking her son Aaron with her who was he was three years old at the time um (laughs) that was his ghost trying to stop you (laughs) he's not dead (laughs) it was the coffee it's acidic this is really good coffee though was that Mocha Sandrava's bag that I saw no that was was Wake the Dead oh um in her plans to leave Michael, she opened up a bank account for herself, and she would hide, like, the bank statements by having them mailed to work instead of her home. Mm. But he found out, it doesn't really say when he found out, like, how long it had been of her having the account that he found out, but he found out and he made her close the account. So she started leaving money with, like, her friends, like, trusted friend. They didn't say which friend, but yeah, she w- she started leaving money to like prepare for it, and she had even put down a deposit for an apartment, and she even um, began the process of enrolling her son into a new preschool for whenever they left. So she, like she had plans, 
and she was having it all planned out. Um, Bonnie and Michael worked together for his aunt, um, I think her name is pronounced Evan. Evan? Evan, I think. E-V-E-A-N-N. Um, but he, they worked for her and her husband. And that was Michael's aunt. Um, Ivan said that uh, Michael was very verbally abusive to Bonnie, and she knew of one occasion, at least, that he was physically abusive when he slammed Bonnie's hand into her car door. Ooh, ow. I know. Ugh. Oh, I've done that on accident, and that still hurt. I can't yeah, imagine he... what it would be like if somebody intentionally... Yeah. Oof. Did it break her hand? I don't know. I couldn't find anything on that. Um, That hurts me. Yeah. So, that's just a little bit of background. Um, On the day of her disappearance, so she disappeared on January 6th in 1993 in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, That night, so she got home around 7.30 p.m., and she had planned to visit Ivan around 8 p.m. Bonnie and Ivan were, like, really close. I I don't even think Ivan liked her nephew. <laughs> it just seemed like that. Um, but Bonnie and Ivan were very close, and she had planned to visit her around 8 p.m. that night. But she called, Bonnie called Ivan um, at 8.30. Um, Ivan said that she sounded like she was crying and that she was she was upset. She said that she couldn't make the visit because her and Michael had gotten into an argument. Um, later, um, after she had disappeared, Michael told authorities that she had left around 11 p.m. that night after the argument, and he assumed that she just went to her mother's. But what's really weird is, so, he said that he went out that night to search for Bonnie while his mother, while he had his mom watch Aaron for him. But he came back only 45 minutes later and he didn't report her missing. Which is weird, like, why would you... I don't know, that's just weird. That is weird. Oh yeah, I thought she went to her mom's. Says he went to go search for her, comes back 45 minutes not at her mom's, or... It never said anything about, Especially like... Especially only searching for 45 minutes. That's a red flag. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't find anything about, like, her mom saying anything, but I'm gonna guess he didn't actually, like, act like he was gonna go check out her mom's. Mm-hmm. Um... On the next day, on January 7th, Michael called out for him and Bonnie at work, and he said that she had left the night before. Which, again, I think is really weird that you would just call out for her if she, like, left the night before. You... I don't know. To me, I would just be like, maybe they'll be at work the next day. Or they'll call out themselves. Mm. Like, it makes no sense that he called out for her. Um... There was a maintenance worker working at the Red Roof Inn Airport Motel in Jacksonville, and they found her purse in a trash can, and the purse had, like, all of her money, her cards, her ID, like, everything in it. And, um, 
police found her car at the Jacksonville International Airport. Um, and it was only until after all of those things were found that Michael reported her missing. And I think that was, like, whenever the police contacted him. Uh, the police say that the, the driver's seat was pushed back further than comfortable for her size, and it fit more like someone's someone of Michael's size. Mm. And I think I read somewhere that she wasn't, like, a big person. Like, she was, she was pretty petite. Um... They also found a shoe print in the car, and it matched one of Michael's uh, athletic shoes, which was a size 10 Nike. And oh, he would wear fucking Nikes. Yeah. I like Nikes. I like Nikes, too, and that's why I'm annoyed about it. <laughs> um, both the shoe and the print had a mixture of sand and plant material on it. And they also found her spare key and her house keys at the house, which, um, that's just kind of weird that you wouldn't take those with you, but, he, this, he just seems like he doesn't have any of this planned out. It, I, I would, I think it's like a crime of passion. Mm. Like, angry people don't really think things out. That's true. Um, Yvonne said that Michael didn't seem upset or worried about Bonnie um, after they had all found out that she disappeared and that he was only concerned about the money that Bonnie had hidden from him whenever she was trying to leave. Um, Three-year-old Aaron, uh, her son told investigators daddy hurt mommy and my daddy could not wake her up um and no one really took that seriously i like I, even I, in the case i like, will never understand how people don't take kids seriously because they are the most honest little monsters well, to ever walk the planet there were, there were some things that, like, made sense why they couldn't, because the investigators kind of dropped the ball on in this interview with mm -hmm. uh, Aaron, because they didn't record it. Um, the specialist didn't clarify whether he knew truth from lie, because he's three years old. Like, they didn't clarify a lot of things with him um, during the interview. But, yeah, it was it was kind of weird to me that they didn't even, like try to take that into account or at least it didn't seem like it whenever I was researching it um he also indicated that Michael had taken uh Aaron with him to dispose of Bonnie's body um and he also said that he saw Michael throwing a shotgun over a bridge that night and he was adopted out later because uh, Michael was considered unfit after the disappearance. Um, but he told his foster mother the specific bridge, and authorities actually found a gun at the bridge, and they had determined that it had been sitting there since Bonnie's disappearance. I'm guessing this was like years later or something. And it also matched another shotgun that Michael had at the home. And 
This one's kind of fucked up, but uh, Aaron says he still recalls helping Michael hide her body. I don't even know why you're taking a three-year-old with you to... <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? A child. Yeah, literally. Um, Liz Peak, Bonnie's sister, uh, Aaron told her that Michael shot Bonnie in the stomach. Mm. And his story has never changed to this day. Um, whenever he was younger, he would draw pictures of the murder. He would draw pictures of Michael shooting Bonnie. And whenever he was in eighth grade, he wrote an essay describing the murder and how Michael's parents helped him dispose of her body. And his, Michael's parents, his grandparents, told Aaron that he was brainwashed because he would never, like, change the story. Um, a lot of people believe that her body probably would have been found during the initial investigation if the police were more thorough because they had contaminated the evidence. They, mm. I guess they didn't seal, like, the purse properly and everything like that. They failed to document if a search dog had been to the Hame property to search for any remains or any clues, and they never followed up on a tip from 1996 that was that she was buried in the backyard. Guess how the body was found? They were doing housework. Yeah, Aaron won. <laughs> That's um, always how it is. Yeah, Aaron won a wrongful death lawsuit against Michael Hame. Um, and he was awarded the house, and Michael was also to owe Aaron $26.3 million. Um, it, it seems like everyone just knew that Michael fucking did it, because, like, a judge literally ruled against Michael that he was responsible for the death of Bonnie. But Aaron was doing some work in the backyard, and they were excavating some stuff back in like 2014 2015 it was it, i found different sources saying different things but he found a skull fragment under a concrete slab and a 2015 dna test um showed that it was confirmed to be bonnie's and they had found other remains as well and what's really weird is that in, like, a 2000 lease for the home, Michael prohibited renters from landscaping or digging anywhere in the backyard. Like, they could not. Mm. Um, red flag. <laughs> yeah, red flag. Um, during the time of her disappearance, Bonnie, Bonnie's father believed that she voluntarily disappeared and that Michael was innocent. Um, and I... For, like, years, he believed that my Bonnie was still alive. Because they didn't, they didn't find her body for, like, 1990, for, like, 20 years, almost. Um, Yvan, Michael's aunt, like, from the start, she knew that Michael had something to do with it. And Michael has always denied any involvement. Any involvement. Um... Police also believe that Michael had an accomplice, which makes sense with Aaron saying that his parents helped him, that Michael's parents helped him. It's always the parents. 
Um, Bonnie was declared legally dead in 1999. So it was six years after her disappearance that they declared her dead. And it never said when, like, Michael's parental rights were terminated, but a judge felt that the judge that declared that said that he felt Aaron was at risk of abuse from Michael because he witnessed Bonnie's murder. And I'm still, I'm still so confused, like, how everyone, like, knew he did it. Like, I get they couldn't find any evidence, but it was just, like, what? I don't know. It just feels like no one really looked into it enough. I noticed that with, like, most criminal cases. Because, like, we watch a lot of unsolved crime. Yeah. And, and, and we watch so much, and so many of the cases, basically all of them, like, one of the reasons why they go wrong is either, A, because the police fuck it up by yeah. either contaminating the, the field, or they don't do enough thorough investigation, or they don't follow protocol, mm-hmm. or everybody just fucking, like, kitties it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it, he probably was the one who did it. And then yeah. nobody does anything to do anything about it. Yeah, it's... I don't know, it's, like, it's just You really know, if you me. just know deep within your core that this dude committed murder, wouldn't you want to, like, do something about it? Like, I... Because I would. I think the part where they fucked up is where, like, they messed up with evidence and... Yeah. They, they didn't know if they brought dogs to do a, a search of the helm. Which, like, in a lot of missing persons' disappearances, they usually take a dog to the, like, a search dog. Yeah, and they never whipped out, like, a canine unit. Yeah, or at least, like, they don't have any documentation of it. Which could mean that they did it, or could mean that they didn't. They don't, like, they don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, but it's just I feel a like a dog would have been able to smell a fresh body. Oh, yeah. For like, sure. Especially one that's trained to do that. Yeah. It, I don't know, it, this, this part of the case just, like, really is so weird to me, because it's mm-hmm. just, like, everyone knew. Everyone knew. Like, I, reason. like, I get that there's no, like, actual physical evidence, because it's all circumstantial, but, like, literally everyone knew to the point where, like, they could, they could take Aaron and adopt him out to another family, um, he could win a lawsuit against his father, which, like, great for him, but, like, how did people not, could they not look into it further? Like, was there something stopping them? Like, laws and stuff? It's, I don't know, it's just so weird to me. I mean, I don't know what the laws were like at that time, but... Well, this was recent, like, well, yeah, in 1993, they probably weren't as strict as they are now, honestly. But, they're strict now because there's bitches like us looking into everything. <laughs> yeah. But, um, whenever her remains were found, they couldn't determine the cause of death. But there was a circular injury around Bonnie's pelvic bone that mm. an anthropologist said indicated a gunshot wound. Um, and what was found with her, like, what was found with her remains were, um, a twenty-two caliber shell, and that's the exact gun that Michael owned at the time of her disappearance. Mm. 
So there was um, plenty of stuff that pointed and made it obvious, like, yeah, he did yeah. this. Yeah. And, and I they feel, just, like, like, went around it missing, for six years. A missing gun from the home would, like, raise up some questions, wouldn't it? Because he threw it off a bridge, like. Yeah. Like, you. It's always a bridge. The gun is missing. <laughs> like, if it's not stolen, where did you put it? Because, like, if your gun is... I mean, maybe the laws were different back then, but, like, if your gun goes missing, you have to report it to police that it's missing. Yeah. Like, you... Because, like, what if a crime is committed with that gun and you didn't report it missing? You're now going you're to court for it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Michael was the prime suspect the entire investigation, though. Uh, he tampered with evidence. Wow. Yeah. And, like... Well, I guess if the police can fuck it up, then I guess he can, too. Yeah. It's only fair. But, uh... In August... On August 24th, 2015, Michael was arrested and charged with Bonnie's murder. And I think he moved to, like, North or South Carolina, um, at that time. But he was... He went to trial in Jacksonville, Florida. He, the entire time, he would, he claimed that he was innocent, and he said, quote, I love my wife, and I would never hurt my wife. I don't know Literally why. Literally slammed her hand into a door. I don't know <laughs> why. I, I can never believe whenever people say my wife, my wife, my husband, my husband, like, say their name then. Because, like... I want to hear government name. <laughs> no, like, because it just seems more real. It just seems more authentic when someone is, like, they're, like, like I would someone, never hurt Julie. I would never yeah, hurt Yeah, like, whenever they're... In comparison to, I would never hurt my wife. Yeah, it's just, like, because, like, whenever someone that you care about is missing, like, you're, like, a lot, most people are, like, I just want to hear, like, their name again or something. So, like, if some like... If Bonnie's missing, I love Bonnie. Like, why why won't you say her fucking name? Like, you even get that with people who are, like, relatives of people who have died. Yeah. Like, they want to hear the names. Like, I have a friend yeah. who uh, unfortunately lost her, uh, her newborn daughter to very bad circumstances. And one of the biggest problems that she had was that everybody would skirt around it and yeah. just be like, it's so sad that you lost your baby. And she was like, her name was Emberlyn. Yeah. Say her name. Because she was a person who lived. Yeah, like... Not saying their name just sounds a little... It it sounds disconnected. It does. So it's just like... I don't know. It's just fucking weird. Um, there were a lot of setbacks, so let's go on to the trial. The trial. Oh, this trial was honestly fucking wild. There was so much (laughs) on the trial. First off, he wore an olive-colored suit. Olive? Why would you wear olive to court? And this is a white man. Why would a white man wear <laughs> olive to court? <laughs> and he was, like, balding. This isn't a wedding. You're not he supposed was... to wear a nice color. Especially not when you're on trial. Olive isn't a nice color for a suit. No, it's not. Not unless you're, like... British. Then it looks like Not okay. even. Like... It's like a nice olive color tweed jacket like, would be great in the 1920s. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, if you have, like, the right color film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I don't know why I put that in the fuck. I just thought that was, was like an olive-colored suit. Like, he's an guilty right color- away. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Green flag, an olive-colored olive. suit. I love that color, but I'm not gonna fucking wear an olive suit. The fuck? Um, but the trial began in 2019 on April 8th. Um, and at the trial, Frazier, who was Michael's, uh, one of Michael's attorneys... Or no, I'm sorry. Fraser was Aaron, uh, his son. Whenever he was adopted out, he changed his name, his last name. Mm. Um, he said in the he said to the court, anyone can imagine, even if it's not a loved one, finding a skull, picking it up, just what that would do to somebody, and not to mention it's your mother. Yeah. Yeah, that would. that's like the worst thing ever that is especially to know like the other figure is your abusive father yeah and like which i feel like like you you grew up with no answers to yeah like spending your entire life knowing that an entire figure in your life is not there is one thing well and there's like they're like they're just disappeared like there's no like they didn't there's no confirmation of what happened to them. Like, that's yeah. gotta be the worst thing ever. I would... I don't know. I actually don't know, like, in that case what I would ra- prefer. But, like... I would closure, rather have answers. Yeah, if like... For nothing else but the closure. closure. Yeah. Like, that's just fucked up. Rather than just, like... You can't just move on from something like that. Yeah, like, this... That's not something yeah. that you're just like, ah, shit happens, and you, you get on with your yeah. life. Like, no, that's horrible. Um, so he was wearing an olive green suit for some Michael fucking... Michael was. Michael was. Aaron was not. He Aaron looked fashion. quite spiffy. So quite spiffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was recent. I mean, it was six years ago. To me, that's recent, because I was, like, that is in recent. high school still. Yeah, we were still in high school. And to me, that wasn't, to me, that I'm like, oh, yeah, I was in high school, like, a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I'm always, I always forget how long it's actually been. Um, I, I had a memory pop up on Facebook the other day from my prom. It was, like, ten years ago. From my prom, and it was, like, five years ago, and I was like, prom was five years ago? Oh, yeah. Um. Senior prom was five years? I know, I, it's... All the worst time thing. means I nothing to me. <laughs> I told my mom about the prom photo. Like she, it popped up on hers, and she was like, uh, "Oh, hey, look! In like five years, you'll have your ten year reunion." And I was like, "Don't say that to me. <laughs> Don't tell me I that." I haven't done any. I can't brag to anyone about this. <laughs> I didn't marry like somebody that's worth showing off. I'm not I haven't rich done anything with or my famous. life. I I'm can't st- go. <laughs> I'm still in school. Can't go. Can't go. I, can't if I'm do not it. better than everyone, I can't go. Yeah. <laughs> If I can't rub it in all of the people who were just like, oh, you're not, you're probably, like, you're peaking now. And yeah. it's like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. need them to know that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want someone from high school to, like, see me and be like, yeah, yeah, this is the height of their life. <laughs> no. Um, the height of my life is sleeping with a bunch of squishmallows on a pink blanket that says meow meow. <laughs> The blanket that I made you. I know, I love this fucking blanket. <laughs> it's my favorite fucking blanket. <laughs> so aggressively squeezing the blanket. This is my blanket. 
Um, <laughs> but during the trial, so Michael, he was like, he was being held during that time, like before the trial. It took four years for the trial, so. Four years for the trial? There were a lot of setbacks. I mean, like, trials always take forever. Yeah, but like four years. Like, I, I, know. I know. The average usually is like two years. I think with crimes like this, like, it would take a long time. Mm. Um, and honestly, with, like, they probably just don't give a fuck because they're just like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they, like, posted bail or anything, when it, like, at the initial arrest, though. So, if there was bail, he probably couldn't afford it. Or, I mean, he did owe his son $26 million. So, like... If they did post bail and everybody knew that he killed her, then, like, there also was nobody to actually put up the bail money. Yeah. So, it wouldn't shock me if the, uh, like, bail was posted and it just was impossible to afford it. Yeah. But, um, so while he was held, he was, he had two inmates testify in court that he confessed to them about the murder. Yeah. A confession? Yeah. But the problem was that they both had said the same thing about other inmates as well. It seemed like they were just one of those, like, those guys that were in prison and trying to, like, get their sentence shortened by just, like, telling everyone that they're, they're, like, bunker. <laughs> their bunkmate. Our, yeah, their bunkmate. What, their, their cellmate? Like bunker gossip. Yeah, like, they, just to tell, like, because I, I think some, some, like, attorneys and stuff will do that. They'll lessen their sentence if, like, they get a, con- like, if an inmate says that's, Someone else like, yeah, if they them. get if they give if they provide so, them with like useful information towards another case, yeah, then they have the possibility of either getting their reputation boosted for parole, yeah, or their sentence lessened. Yeah. Um. One even said that whenever they were sharing a cell with Michael, that he feared his safety. <laughs> oh no. Um. It's prison. What would you expect? I mean, I guess it was a nice prison. I don't know. You know, um, some of them are actually really nice, apparently. <laughs> well, no, I didn't, I wasn't the kid that went to prison. It's just a funny thing. Like, prison's like a nice little vacation. Like There are some of them that are, which is, like, weird. Like, uh, we have a, in a, like, sort of adopted... Like, friend of my brother's. Like, we basically adopted him. He, mm-hmm. He's, like, he's basically another brother to me. And uh, he's in prison. And they get moved around a lot. Yeah, but... Like, throughout their sentencing. And he's ended up at a couple where he actually got a pillow. And, like, that's nice for them. And I was like, are you kidding me? Or, like, they didn't have to stand at the door and wait for it to open. They could just go out of it. Yeah. And apparently most of those units are supposed to be for, like getting you re-acclimated mm-hmm. when you get released to, like, the fact that you don't have to stand in front of a door and wait for a guard to yeah. let you out. Like, you have free roam, and, uh, like, the beds were nicer. Like, they actually had, like, a solid yeah. mattress and stuff like that because they have to get used to mm-hmm. when they come back out in society, they'll have those things. Um, that's what they're supposed to be, but because, obviously, in America, there's a huge overpopulation within the prisons, mm-hmm. a lot of them just sort of end up there. And also for-profit prisons. Yeah. So, apparently, I think it's usually it's the private prisons are the ones that are the nicer ones. And then yeah, the federal prisons are... are not so 
Yeah. Nice. They're pretty trash. Well, federal prisons are because you did some pretty or not up shit. <laughs> federal. I'm saying federal. That's and where thinking they put like the government fuck- funded <laughs> prisons. Not federal prison as in, like, you committed a federal crime. Um, yeah, that's federal prisons where they put the fucking... Government-funded prisons. That's the better phrase. Yeah. Those are the ones that you, you get treated like shit. Yeah. Um, it never said whether he went to a federal prison or not, but during the trial, Michael's attorneys argued that the body could have been placed in the yard by someone else. Um, like, I don't know, Michael's parents? Well, also, if he, like, if he killed her via a gunshot, did they never find, like, the blood traces? If he shot her in the backyard. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he shot her in the backyard, then that's where she would be. Yeah. But also, It's like, the theory of, like, no... moving the body. Wouldn't there have been, like, a trail somewhere? But I guess not if it's outside. Yeah. But, uh, also, I don't know, because in 1993, I don't know how big Jacksonville, Florida is. They may have not done, like, such a thorough search of the home. Like, with the UV, I don't know if they even did, like, knew of the UV light technology. Because, like, a lot of this, like, um... Yeah, a lot of that's A lot of the forensic technology is, like, not even 20 years old. Yeah. So... Even if he did clean it up or something, or his parents helped him, they probably didn't have, like, the technology or knowledge or anyone with the, like, specialties to actually do that. I also know, thanks to movies and Unsolved Mysteries, that it was really easy to corrupt any blood traces. Like, using a bottle of ammonia. Yeah. And any blood that they found was completely useless. Yeah. Like, they did that in, uh, Boondock Saints. When they get shot, they, they splash ammonia all of, all over all of their blood traces. Mm-hmm. And, like, the detective guy loses his mind because they can't get a solid sample because yeah. it's all corrupted. I but don't know they if would that's... still be able to find traces because, like... Yeah. Yeah. They just wouldn't be able to identify it. Because there's, there's ammonia in bleach, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people, like, always fuck up cleaning it It's very, bleach. very, <clears throat> very... But you can always see the traces. Yeah. Like, with the UV light and stuff, I think. I think I'm... so. Okay. I'm a dumbass. Mm-hmm. I, science is not my thing. <laughs> I'm an English major. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Uh, and I'm bad at being an English major, so... Yeah. But, um... And this part, like, kind of leads into what we were talking about. In court, um, the 1993 search of the Hain residence was described as cursory by police. So they actually didn't do, like, a thorough search of the home. Mm. Which, I guess they just assumed that she willingly left, but that doesn't make sense why she would leave, like, her ID and shit in her purse. Yeah. And like, throw if she it left, in a trash can. Like, I feel like, if anything, if you're trying to disappear off-grid, then any of, like, your information, like your driver's license or any of your credit cards, I feel like... The smart thing to do would be, like, to burn them or to scratch them up or well, to destroy them if you're genuinely trying to get off the map, not just toss them into a dumpster. If you going to disappear, like, she was making all these plans. She wasn't trying to go off yeah. grid, like, and she wasn't trying to leave Aaron behind. Like, she literally enrolled him in a school or was trying to. Like, she had plans 
and her plans were to take her son with him with yeah. her I'm just and thinking, he didn't like, go with her, so the common sense. If somebody happened. like what I would do if I was the police, like what are the signs that they genuinely were trying to disappear? Yeah. I would assume that obviously assumption is never the right thing to do. Yeah, make an ass out of you and me. Um, but like, I feel like if you were a police officer and everyone had said, "Oh, she just disappeared," and then you just find like the bag that has all of her information in it, and yeah. none of it has been corrupted, like by burning or melting or yeah. cutting it up and stuff, that should be a sign right there that she didn't... She wasn't genuinely trying to go off-grid well, out of nowhere. And, like... On top of the fact that she had plans. And that yeah, she had like, her actions proved you have otherwise. people that were that are telling you, like, she had a bank account. She was hiding money. She was she was getting an apartment. She was signing her son up for new like, school. Everything like, she was, was taking him with it. her. Yeah. Everything like, was redirecting away from it. Yeah. Like, you... And the only evidence that you have that she was trying to run away and disappear... Well, and I don't not think the take... police ever believed that she did run away. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of strange that her father believed that whenever, like, she had these plans to take her son with her. And, like, like it... I don't know. I don't think the... Pol- I think the police knew. They just couldn't find physical evidence mm-hmm. to pinpoint him. But... Um, all of it is circumstantial and that's like the worst yeah to having cases like these because then basically it's all hearsay yeah and it's all none of it all of it is is uh oh god what's i know that there's like an actual law term for it but i can't remember what the law term is which is basically oh well i think it is circumstantial evidence yeah is like the term for it circumstantial just like it was right time right like, like, everything says right time, right place. Everything mm-hmm. points to it, but there's nothing that nothing physically says it. Nothing solid to pin him on. Um, that sucks yeah. for her. That sucks for her. And that sucks for... That sucks for her and that sucks for the son. That sucks for her whole fucking family. Except yeah. Michael. Go fuck yourself, Michael. <laughs> um, Eat shit and die, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tom Fallis was Michael's... One of Michael's attorneys... And he said that he told the court, he told the jury, that prosecution was stretching the cu- the truth, the cuth, the cuth, um, was stretching the truth, and that prosecution was using biased witnesses in order to get um, a verdict. Mm. Um, he also called Aaron's claims as a three-year-old weak, because. <laughs> Although, like, I kind of get you it. You weak-ass kid. What do you know? Well, I kind of get it because, like, like I said earlier, the interview wasn't recorded. The investigator mm-hmm. didn't establish if Aaron knew truth or lie. And also, Aaron, like, whenever he was a, whenever he was three, he couldn't establish. I put in the fucking notes, when Ham hurt Ham. <laughs> when Ham hurt Ham. <laughs> when Ham, Ham hurt Ham. Fucking... <laughs> But yeah, like, he couldn't establish, like, a time, like, when this happened. Um, and Bonnie's sister, uh, Liz Peake again, she said, um, of, like, what happened, um, a quote, she said, I was so naive, I didn't think bad things could happen, none of us thought bad things could happen to us, it ruined my parents, it ruined me. And honestly, yeah. yeah. I feel like we all think we're invincible. 
Until you're proven otherwise. Yeah. I mean, and it's always when the worst thing happens. Technically, you never truly know if you're mortal until you die. That was a shower thought that I saw on Tumblr in like 2015. <laughs> it's a stupid ass one, but that's a horrible. Th- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't test that out. <laughs> Are you truly mortal? Let's throw ourselves. Don't. Don't actually do that. Don't actually do that. Nobody actually do that. Do not throw yourselves anywhere. Besides, like, on your bed? Yeah. Onto your meow meow covers. Onto your pink meow meows. <laughs> um. Well, so, during the trial, when Michael took the stand, he said that Bonnie was very unhappy for a few months, and he said, he said that he assumed she went to her mother's that night. Which, again, why the fuck did you not ask her fucking mother if she, if you thought that she went there? And why did you call out for work for her if she mm-hmm. was at her mother's? Like, she could have done that herself. Yeah, yeah, like, a lot of his stuff doesn't really make sense to me. No, none of it does. None of his alibis um, and none of his speculations line up especially because he turns around and like tries to make them believable himself yeah like it it's just so weird um he pled not guilty wild uh the jury deliberated for around 90 minutes (laughs) that's not very long (laughs) to decide (laughs) whether this man should go to prison for murder like I'm sure, like, the first hour of that was them just being, like, how the fuck did this not get done sooner? Yeah. But, so they did find him guilty. And he showed no emotion to the verdict. So he knew. Yeah, like, I guess he had already, like, made his peace. I mean, he got away with it for 20 fucking years. Yeah. Like. For him, it was just, like, ah, the inevitable. Yeah. That's just so gross to me. Um, but he was convicted of secondary murder. He faced 7 to 22 years in prison at the age of 53. And that verdict was, um, decided on April 12th, 2019. Also, this trial only lasted, like, four days. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I'm this... sure the, the jury was just, like, ready to... Probably by, like, day two, they were like, no, he's guilty. Yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like everyone fucking knew. But, um, on May 21st is whenever he was sentenced, and he was sentenced to life. With or without parole? I couldn't find that. It didn't say. I assume without parole, because usually murder cases usually like that are without. Murder, it's without parole. With no chance of parole. Especially if you got away with it for 20 fucking years. Go fuck yourself, Michael. <laughs> fucking hate that guy. But uh, in the 90s, Unsolved Mysteries and Dateline, remember they were like the big shit? They, they did... They aired on this case because it was unsolved. Like, they were trying to help a girl out. Uh, and Michael refused interview both times. Mm-hmm. Which, that's kind of weird. It's not, it's weird and not weird to me at the same time, because, like, if someone had been missing for so long, like, 
and they were already, like, assumed dead, I probably wouldn't want to, like, reopen that wound and be like, I don't want to, like, do an interview on that. But also, if someone's missing and, like, we never found anything of them, I probably would still be like, uh, maybe they're still out there. Yeah. I mean, that happens with a lot of, that's a lot of missing cases, is, like, there's the possibility of them still being out there. Yeah. Even if you can assume, like, oh, they're probably dead by now. Yeah. There's a, on America's Got Talent, I want to say, either this past year or the year before, there was a choir where, like, the whole choir was made up of people who had somebody that they loved that was missing, and all of them were, like... That's not where I thought you were going to go I thought you... (laughs) Where'd you think I was gonna go? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that the whole choir is made up of missing people. <laughs> <laughs> they get on stage, hi dad. I'm here, I'm alive. No, but they are all Stay like, missing at that point. <laughs> they just disappear after. <laughs> Tell me you're I've back been... on America's Got Talent. I don't even have cable. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I I saw it because of YouTube. Um, that would be so shitty, and I was, like, probably a year or a couple of months afterwards, imagine. That'd be a really shitty way to find out your kid's still alive. Yeah. Um, but most of the choir was made up of people who, um, had someone that they loved that was missing. Most of them were, like, the parents of people that were missing. Mm -hmm. And every last one of them was, like, I hope that they get found. Yeah. And every single one of the interviews, I was like, they're probably dead. But I, I, I'm so happy for you that you're holding on to that hope. It's really hard to accept that, though. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to. I, yeah, I couldn't do it. Like, if I think about, like... I mean, I'm not married, so I don't know. I mean, even just with, like... Like, take our, our, our animals, for example. Oh, yeah. See, if I, haven't, if I haven't seen it actually dead, I just assume it's still alive. Like, like I'm... My, whenever... If I do not find the body myself, it, they're, they're still out there somewhere. Yeah. Like, they're... They're just alive. Like, I'm just not yeah. gonna, like, even think about it. And I assume that's how it'd be, like, with your kids. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm somebody who aspires to one day I want to be a mother. And yeah. I would not be able to accept if one of my kids went missing. Yeah, like, that's a... Like... That's just one of the worst things you could ever experience yeah. is just like like I can't think of anything worse than like cause, at least cause that's not like, supposed to happen like you're not supposed yeah. to see your child die or like never like see them go missing they're supposed and to and they see never you come go. home yeah. yeah like a parent should never have to bury their own kid yeah and let alone that parent should never have to die not knowing what happened to the yeah. kid. Yeah, and like because like at least with death, well, it's that's horrible. What with that's her that's terrible. Too. That's a horrible thing to go through to have to, like, have to bury your own kid. Yeah, but at least you have closure. Yeah, in some form, even if it's minimal, it, there's some form of closure. If they're missing, you don't get anything. Yeah, it. it yeah, you get a bunch of questions with no answers. Yeah, and that's the worst thing because I hate I hate seeing things, like. Honestly, anything. Whereas people are like, well, yeah, we're probably just never going to know what happened. Like, I hate that. That's the worst thing ever. T- like, I, I hate the suspense. And to think that the suspense would be, like, for someone I cared about. Oh, yeah. No. That, that'd be awful. Never knowing would be the hard part. Yeah. And just having to go off of... Because I feel like that's just so much hope that one day they'll come back. And that yeah. has to be debilitating after a point. Yeah, like, it, 
Yeah. I have no idea how her parents got through that. I mean, we know how the father got through it, obviously, but, like, the mother... Are well, there any, it, like, are there any accountings on, like, how, how she was feeling during the whole case? I didn't find any. Mm. But, yeah. That case was honestly pretty heavy, like, whenever I was researching it. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's just bad. She was only 23. She was our age. Don't get married young, girls. <laughs> Don't any, marry any... a guy named fucking Michael. Who wears an olive green suit. Yeah, who wears an olive suit. Who owns an, who owns a suit. And two twenty two caliber rifles. Yeah. Why do you have two twenty two? Why do you have two of the same? Do people do that? I don't think so. I don't own, I don't own guns. I don't know anything about guns. What I do know about guns is just because of my... My family, like my dad and my brothers. Anything I know about guns and is unwarranted. Yeah. <laughs> and the one thing I can give you on that is that out of the three male figures in my life, out of my two brothers and my dad, they do not have repeat guns. Everything yeah. is, like, it's different. Yeah. It's like, why would you have two of the same unless you're trying to be, like, fucking double shotgun for some reason? Tallahassee. Yeah. Like, this isn't Zombieland. You don't need two of the same. I'm toxic in that. I, I think the that closest movie. that we have is that we have two similar pistols, and that's because there's the one my dad bought me when I turned mm-hmm. 21, and it happened to be the same type as my mom. Yeah. Because it was the right ones for the fact that we're so small. Yeah. And it didn't have... They're like, they're hammerless revolvers, so it won't get mm-hmm. caught on our purses. That was important to my dad. Was I that mean, if we're carrying yeah. them, they don't get caught on anything, and the revolver does not have as bad as a kick pack. Well, if you're freaking normal. out, and, like, you... You, like, you pull it out. You pull it, and, like, <laughs> you, like the purse goes yourself. with it, and you... Yeah, like, if you just pull it out, and you, like, go to, like, pull the trigger or something, like, you can shoot yourself in the foot. That's how I would imagine I would be the dumbass to shoot myself yeah, in the foot freaking out. I would, out. That's why I don't own guns. I'm stupid. <laughs> I have the one, and it just sits in my bathroom. My only hope... Like, under the cabinet. Now you have to move it, because the fucking podcast, and everyone's gonna know about it. They don't know where I live yet. 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 We move around too much for them to be able to track us. (laughs) 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 What was that sound? Um, but yeah. I'll probably sell it for parts, not gonna lie. That sounds illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Probably is. Yeah, that just sounds bad. I never wanted it, was my thing. Was that my dad was the one who was like, you need to have this. So I was like, okay, dad, to make him feel safer. Yeah. That is a really heavy case. That's horrible. I think to me, like... Like... I think to me, like, the fucked up, the most fucked up thing is, like, the son seeing it, because I'm like, I hope he's in I therapy. I know, I just, I hope he's yeah, been he's been it. in therapy his, like, whole life. Okay, good. Yeah, it's just fucked up. Fuck you, Michael. Fuck you, Michael. Fuck you, Michael. Um, and fuck that boo hag. <laughs> I hope a boo hag goes after Michael. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the boo hags that live in Jacksonville, Florida. 
Um, There's a guy you need to go after. Yeah. He's got lots of skin. <laughs> He's got lots of skin. Lots of skin. Um, how do we close off the podcast? I don't know. I guess, like, recap. So, like, this episode we went over the boo hag. And we went over... Bonnie Hang. Bonnie Hang case. Also, how could you kill a girl named Bonnie? That's a cute name. I know. I was thinking that whenever I was, like, looking at the case. Because that wasn't the case I was originally doing. I was going to do the case of another woman named Bonnie. But this one popped up, like, right under it with the title, like... Um, with the with the title of the Daddy Hurt Mommy case. Mm. And I was like, I gotta do this one. <laughs> yeah. I, like... I remember seeing a Dateline episode on it, but, like, you know, with, like, yeah. Dateline and Unsolved, they never go in-depth. They just, like, here's the murder, here's the circumstances, well, here's the results. They're just trying to, like, pop it out so that yeah. maybe someone, if they know something. Which, like, the tip thing, the 1996 tip, only three years, like, why didn't you follow up on the tip? Also, who sent out that tip? Yeah. Was it one of his parents? Like, did his parents, like, finally feel bad about it? Or <laughs> After six years. Well, it was three years. After three years. After three years, you finally felt like, bad. I would want to know who sent out that tip. I'm not, like, I don't know. I know crimes. Every time I see something that's, like, Crime Stoppers, anytime I'm, like, at my parents' house, because they actually have cable. I don't believe in cable. I have YouTube. Um, anytime there's, like, Contact the Crime Stoppers if you have any information. I'm like, does anybody actually use that? You know what's funny? Um, so I grew up in Spring, right? Over mm-hmm. by Houston. And they had Crime Stoppers, like, posters everywhere. Because, like, it's fucking... <laughs> it's a city. Yeah. What do you think is happening? It's crime. Every day. All day. They do it during the day, apparently. Mo- not at night. Everyone sleeps. All the crime... All of the um, Crime Stopper billboards in Midland have graffiti on them. Ours didn't, because they were, they were keeping them up to date. I don't but, think like, there's even one anymore. Like, this was whenever I was in high school, but me and my oh, brother, yeah. uh, fun story, I actually had their, I actually had the Crime number, crime Stoppers number saved in my phone for years. Just years, in case. <laughs> just in case. Me, like, my brother had me, my brother did it too. Like, we were both just, like, just in case. Because it, it, we were, like, bro, like, there's money reward. If you see a body or something, and there have been so many bodies found in spring. So many. And it says in its spring. That's such a nice sounding city. I feel so bad. <laughs> I didn't do anything to, like, speed that up, but you know. But, like, the fact that you had the intent, which is admirable. Yeah. <laughs> just in case I find a body. Just in case you find a body, you can just speed <laughs> dial real quick and be like, yo. Don't call the police. Call Crime Stoppers. <laughs> Don't call nine. Call the Crime Stoppers, then call 911. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I always think that when I when I watch 911, the Fox show, everybody should watch it. It's a good show. It's not too accurate, but it's a good show. Uh, and they, like, they happen upon a body. Mm-hmm. In some of the episodes, and like the person who calls nine one one is always like freaking out and panicking, and I'm like, it's probably how I would react too. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone would, because you don't expect you don't expect to find a body. No, unless like it's not natural. Unless in this like day you're and an anth- unless you're an anthropologist, and usually even then it's like bones. 
Like, yeah, like, in, like, a lot of cases, or whenever people find pod. bodies, yeah, whenever people find bodies, like, they just, like, your brain assumes it's a mannequin. Yeah. Like, yeah. You assume that it's, like, you, not Yeah, because your brain is just, like, this isn't, it's, like, I guess it's just, like, a comfort thing for, like, your brain just automatically wants to deny that it's there. A defense mechanism yeah. for the human brain. The human brain is so weird. Yeah, it I think is. that every time I we go over like murder cases, and even with the cryptids, like I'm like, yeah. how do how do people come up with this? Yeah. It's yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Well. Right. So next week I will discuss a murder case, and you get to pick a cryptid. Yep. Do you even uh, do you have one in mind already? No, I don't. No, <laughs> I do have a murder case already that I think I don't have a couple me. actually. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you. You get to be surprised the day of. Good. I was so happy that you knew about the boo hag because I knew that it was like coastal oh, yeah. region. The fucking boo hag. <laughs> oh yeah. I think my next cryptid is gonna be a little bit weirder. There's so many to choose from, and there's yeah. so many murder cases, so I'm excited for this, and I'm excited for this podcasting series to be able to rant about these things. Yeah. And not too. feel apologetic about it. Yeah. Not be like, oh, sorry, I'm ranting about something you're probably not interested in. If you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in you it. You have to so listen. You have no choice. You're stuck no here cho- now. <laughs> <laughs> no choice. Unfollow. <laughs> Just um, instant, like, no, never just mind. Just turn it off. Um, don't turn it off. um you know what would it be a stupid like sign off and be like this is criminal and then you say cryptid (laughs) so (laughs) this is the criminal and this is the cryptid no like signing off like this has been criminal cryptid thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) this has been criminal slash cryptid (laughs) me Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. This has been Criminal. Slash Cryptid. This has been Criminal. I'll say Slash Cryptid, because that's funnier. It's on our banner. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah, see you guys. Oh, no, we're not going to see anything. Bye. (laughs)